So we're so excited to be here today uh, for the Midnight Founders podcast with Rev Road and CB Vault. I'm AJ Rounds. This is Jake McCarg. And we've got some amazing guests here this, uh, this afternoon, Dono and Derek with Analytics Odyssey. And it happens to be a husband-wife entrepreneur duo this time. We love those. And they're making some huge waves in the data analytics space. Derek's going to talk to you more about that. I'm not going to even attempt to explain it. But um, we're excited to get to uh, know you guys and see what you're doing. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. So give us the brief intro of what is Analytics Odyssey and what are you trying to accomplish? Okay. Yeah, we're a data management platform Mm -hmm. uh, and we're here to get businesses using their data to its maximum potential through. And we, we do that through consulting and product and technology. Uh, but we've been doing this for a long time. And this is your background, right? Derek, yes. you've been doing this yeah. for 10 years, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I've been doing it for 10 years, but like when I was 12, like I wanted to be an actuary. Oh, so okay. Been doing At that. 12 years old, an actuary. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting, well, not an astronaut, not a wow. fireman. An actuary. Yeah. So it was like that guidance counselor it. meeting where they're like, what do you want to do for a career? And they have like a booklet. Uh-huh. And, and that was the number one job at the time. So <laughs> I picked it. First you, baseman for the Atlanta yeah. Braves. That's what Did I was going to you have to be. ask what an actuary was? I wouldn't even know what that was at that, that age. I think they explained it in that meeting. But <laughs> okay. it was like, I, I loved math. And so they're like, okay, you like math. Here's uh-huh. this job. And so I, I did that. Okay. Yeah. And, and I went Correct. to school in Southern Utah University, got my bachelor's in actuarial science. Uh-huh. And then have they decided to change their name yet down there? No. Okay. The Southern Utah. That's, the that's other pretty, university down pretty south, nice. Right? Dixie now. <laughs> the <laughs> devil's school. They can't decide <laughs> change they that do, name right they? away. Yeah. Can't be offended people. Right. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So then I, I went up to the U and got my master's in econometrics. Cool. Uh, started working for American Express doing statistics and performance measurement. And at that time they were on the very forefront of like, doing data. So they had all card members, transactions flowing into their system. And every day they'd collect that. And our department would measure marketing campaigns and see if it had an impact on the American Express cardholders. So they'd they'd send out an email to maybe 100,000 members and say, hey, spend in dining and get double rewards points. Wow. And then they wanted to measure the lift that that produced. And we would, as the data people, crunch the numbers and be like, yeah, that made $20 million, that campaign, over the last 30 days. So did they find that it was effective to do that marketing and it, it well, did increase spending? Yeah, I get, we, got, we were pretty well known in the space for like multi-level triggers. So we would design a group of individuals maybe let's say 500,000. And then we would break out uh, like a test group that would never receive any emails. And mm-hmm. then we would design it to say, okay, let's let's send one email if they had a spend in dining. And then it, that group will either see two directions, either they will open the email and spend in dining mm-hmm. or they might not. So if they don't, let's now target the next wave of 
spend three times or get mm-hmm. three times reward points in dining mm-hmm. and measuring the performance of that campaign as it compared to the double rewards campaign as it compared to the group that never received the campaign. And so we just like, that yeah. sounds incredible. I'm sure, I'm sure all small businesses listening to this are like, Oh, if we just had that kind of data to do the analysis, we would know what to do. Right. Right. And, and I got bored. So <laughs> I, like, I, it you was like done. four years of just, Big numbers, calculating lift, and never, like, I don't know. That was what we were doing. So I wanted to. Was that based here in Salt Lake? It was in Salt Lake. Yep. So um, it was at the same, like, they decided that that function was growing big enough. They pulled it to their New York office. Mm. And the department that we had, we were still doing it, but it was virtual. So I was really just working out of the house. Uh, I wanted to actually get into the tech scene. So I started looking around there. yeah, and at the same time, I left American Express. The person I uh, was reporting to, he s- went and helped start Divi. Oh, and wow. we had another one help start a company called Big Squid. And wow. another one who uh, went and helped Click. So it was so a launching all, pad for all these entrepreneurs. Yeah, like, and... They probably didn't mean to do that, right? Yeah, this was, like, back... <laughs> they all kind of got bored, it sounds <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, they all got <laughs> bored. Yeah, so then I got... Uh, in the startup phase, uh, was with an event management company and, uh, I was the 10th employee, but like the first that they hired to do data. And we started an enterprise event management platform and we grew to 300 people in two years. Uh, and yeah, my team got huge. We built our own data application within the platform that did Mm -hmm. reporting. And, uh, so I led a development team and couple of data scientists and we cool. built that out and I won't um you got bored again yeah you got well, bored again yeah, I, okay we're seeing a pattern so, here. <laughs> no they offered this thing like a career coaching and I jumped on that I was young it was like 28 I was like yeah I want career coaching and the first thing that she identified was that I have an entrepreneurial mindset it was like yeah my my career path in my mind led straight to I want to own my own company and when I was a kid, that was, I wanted to own an actuarial consulting company. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard the term actuary and entrepreneur in the same sentence, but now I have. Yeah. yeah. So that, like, I wanted to just consult and do crunch numbers. And so she's like, well, why are you working in a career? Why aren't you doing your own thing? And so while I was working in that company, I started the website for Analytics Odyssey, came up with the name, uh, and I was designing product for the, the company was called rain focus. I was designing product for them. And then just kind of had a moment where I realized I have a product in mind of what I could build. Mm-hmm. And so I jumped, I left rain focus to start my own business. Didn't have anything to land on. So I fumbled around for a little bit, uh, a little bit being like, okay, so maybe four weeks and I was contracting like as a consultant another which you're still doing today, and then right? i was contracting with another place so i was like double contracting mm-hmm. double booked my time that was pretty stressful and then i went and just i really stretched my skill set maybe like became an engineer programmer ended up taking cool. a full-time job uh to lead a data science team because i like we hadn't built anything for analytics odyssey. We didn't really have a lot of traction. Uh, and my first day with this job I took was the first day of COVID. 
it's like March 17th or something like that. And so, oh, yeah, wow. I get in there. I was the pretty excited. Timing, right? The first day the kids were home was the first day. Yeah, my you first started. day on the job, the kids were also home from COVID. Yeah. And that it, sounds yeah, exhausting, right? It was pretty bad. Because then we went like on a pay cut. We went no time off. And like it, the management was terrible. It was awful. And <sighs> keep in mind, my whole mindset is like, I want to jump off and do my own do thing. Do your own thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Donna, when did you enter the picture and how did you start to get involved in Yeah, in so uh, I guess back at Rain Focus, mm -hmm. the last one before he jumped, that's kind of where I started getting involved. Mm -hmm. um, not so much on the Analytics Odyssey side, but um, I would come to these events on site and help run work the um, lead management, lead retrieval and was customer facing there. So got my first taste of just the event world and you would travel. It? Yeah, it was great. Would travel around and go and do that. And then um, things, he wanted to make this jump and it was kind of like a, and what, what do your, I do kind of What were your thing. thoughts when he said that? And um, was it, no, maybe this was later on. What? When I told, I was kind of like, you kind of, what do you do? And it was like, well, you, you jump, you go for it. You, you go all in. Yeah. Wow. And you said that like, cause I was work, we were a year into COVID at that point and I hate him. What I was, I just, I didn't feel like I had the purpose anymore. Right. And I had an opportunity come up where I was moonlighting and consulting for an e-commerce company on how to use their data. And then my daytime job, they weren't too thrilled to see that I was moonlighting. And I got on the phone one morning and they're like, okay, are you, you can't have both. You're mm. either full-time with us or not. And I, and I was crying because <laughs> not to them. I was like, well, I need to think about this. I need to talk with my wife. I'm not willing to make a decision on the phone here. Yeah. And so we're just, I'm off the phone. I'm sitting next to her. Like, I don't know what to do. Right. Feeling the and that's when she, <laughs> yeah, that's when out. she was like, you jump. And of course that was more of like a push. Yeah, that's cool. That speaks yeah. so much to like yeah. your guys's relationship. That's incredible. Uh, on both sides, the support to be able to say jump, but also on your side to say, I'm not making that decision without, yeah, you know, bringing in. Yep. So that was, I mean, by the end of the day, I was no longer a full-time employee with my That's employer. Um, that fast, huh? Yeah. I mean, well, by the time I got off the call, I was cut from the like communication side of things. Like, couldn't access. Oh, really? Any of the system. Yeah. They until, went that direction. Yeah. That until quick. he had a decision, he was he was yep. locked out. I guess in technology that makes yeah. sense because they get nervous about Sensitive security and information. Things, right? yeah. 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 They were uh, so that company <laughs> ended up being our second customer. Because uh, they they hired us right back mm -hmm. almost the next day. That's awesome. Are you yeah. kidding? Yeah, <laughs> that's they a great ended story. up being so one they, of our biggest. I didn't customers. know. They, that. That's what yeah. kept us alive for the first year of our business was that them as a customer. Oh, yeah. So turn it, turn your full time job into your customer. I love that. Yeah. So yeah, they like, were owning us in a way, and then we kind of flipped it, made that them. jump, and then we kind of gained that control, and still we're. Yeah. Them as a customer. To this day, that's where you're at. Yeah, and I think that's that's when really Dano, you came in and you were like, I couldn't manage the money. One, like making sure I was billing 
two customers at the same time and going out and getting more customers and like starting the, the, like we, we purchased a software, we started like the expense side. Like I, I went right into building the business with the profit that we were getting from, you know, both customers and, and kind of bootstrapping right from the gate. So Dano came in, we had two other people that came in to support us and, and really kicked things off right away. And how long ago was that? That was last April. Yeah, a little over a year. Over yeah. a year. Mm-hmm. So how has it been? I mean, there was that initial support, and you guys were in it together, but working together as a couple, how some people do great at that. I know I probably couldn't do that, but how, how do you guys make that work? We do really well working together, yeah. It's pretty easy. Yeah, actually, I love it. You know, that's... <laughs> that's cool. I would say... The reason we're not in like New York or San Francisco is I realized I wanted to be an actuary, but I wanted a family. I wanted a, like to be around the house, mm. you know? So if you look at our lifestyle day to day, like we work out together, all of our friends are married couples that we're friends with. We really have like a codependent life. We've got four beautiful kids that are all 11 and younger. Cool. And awesome. yeah, so for us to go to work day to day, uh, I think is great. It's awesome. uh, I'm, I think it's awesome that I have that opportunity to do that. Um, I don't know. Yeah. She's she's yeah. a phenomenal hard worker. I already knew that before I hired her. So <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like she hired you and she was like, jump yeah. out the door. Oh, yeah. It's go time to go. <laughs> yeah. Go to work. Yeah, we know who the real boss is. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely been a work in progress too of uh i mean your personal married relationship is very different than your, your working married relationship and so engaging with him as my boss versus uh him as my husband is kind of sometimes i have to say okay i need to speak to you as my husband okay mm. i need to speak to you as my boss or mm. as the owner or so whatever this is yeah and so sometimes i will call that out and just this is where i'm coming from and so i feel like we've so far done a good job at kind of identifying that and it's just communication we can't communicate enough you know like just be very clear just i think that has gone a long way for us yep so uh it's been just over a year i'm sure you've had plenty of challenging kind of experiences over the past year but is there anything is there any story or specific example that stands out to you about one of the more challenging experiences you guys have gone through? Um, I'm sure Derek has, I know he has a lot, but I'll just say the biggest thing that sticks out to me is it has been such a juggle with the children Mm. (laughs) and just being a, being virtual, being what, you know, the kind of model that we are. Um, They're around a lot. We have a toddler. It's noisy all the time. It's pretty chaotic. And so just trying to um, juggle that and juggle this, what feels like a newborn baby at times as a business, um, has been a huge undertaking, I would say. And just trying to find that delicate balance. 
Summers Good. make that even more complex. Yeah, yeah it's, cool. it's, it's gone next yeah. level. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, About May 1st, my wife's like, uh, oh, what no. are we going to do this It's summer? upon us. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Yeah. It's like summer trauma for the kids mm, that they have sure. to recover from. Oh, yeah. I hated summer. My parents were mean to me. Well, it's because <laughs> you're home all the time. Why. <laughs> yeah. Go out and play. Man. Um, yeah. So for me, there was maybe like, let's call it six, seven or eight months ago where it was like, okay, we want more, more customers, more success. We want to like feel that growth. But when we were getting it, it was so painful for me, like just in my personal life. And then it would go back to like, there's this constant fluctuation of putting this proactive work into getting to growing and feeling the pain as you grow and being the person that's whipping yourself for it. Right. Like I want to grow, but gosh, this hurts, you know, and that's, that has been, I don't know. It takes a mindset, like a, a mental toughness to be able to handle that and just push right through it, you know, and, and let that settle with you and keep going. That's the easy part of having a nine to five job, right? You get to go home at night and turn it off. Mm -hmm. Not think about work anymore. Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's part of entrepreneurship, right? You don't get to turn it off. You have to push through those walls. You have to just, you're the person that's solving that problem and you're the person that's going to be the deciding factor on whether or not you push through it. Yeah. And you're right. The more you grow and scale, the more painful it is because you have to stretch and grow with that growth. Right. right. Yeah. And, and I love that. when you grow in one area, you have to make sure the other portions don't shrink. Right. So I, I have children, they're growing. I have to make sure that that relationship doesn't fall by the wayside while I get stressed at work. So I'm, I'm constantly balancing my time and prioritizing and maybe missing out on some potential growth that I could have because I know what's important. Love that. So what advice would you give some entrepreneurs that are feeling that same stress or the same stress with kids? I mean, how, what would you tell them? To sit in the discomfort of it. Sit in it. Yeah. Mindfulness. like Being aware of it. Yeah, like can't can't put it away. You might as well just be aware of it. Yeah, and uh, I mean, and don't 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 hate it or push it away. Just yeah, just let it. it pass. Just let know that it's there and know that it's temporary. That's what I keep telling myself at least. I don't know. If we've heard, <laughs> I don't know if we've heard that advice yet. So that's good. I, I like that for sure. I I think people are much harsher on themselves than than others are. Yeah. So I would tell other on entrepreneurs that like drop the ball, be a real person, like do those things that show that you are that person because that's the leader that people want to follow. That vulnerability maybe. Yeah, like yeah. I like that. Like seeing someone for what they are and knowing that they're giving it their best, but that they also have like this this life. Yeah. And and letting that exists too. Cool. The human side. Yeah, let them see really the human important. side of yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so I think I understand a little bit about what you do, but without getting too technical, like who who is your target customer? Like if you could pick one company to work with right now, who would it be? Or what's the kind of uh, 
genre or industry or is there a specific type of company that's best for you guys? Um, yes. <laughs> the, best cu- the best customer for us is the one with the most data and that's been kind of like suffering with problems of reporting and like knowing their numbers. So we've seen a, um, some success actually with older industries that want to come online and start to like COVID has impacted now that everything is digital. And so they have a bigger company than usual and they're starting to become digital and it's just like chaotic and what they're bringing on, like their trucks inventory and measuring how much is coming off the truck and how much is in shipment and aligning that with employee costs and kind of like that whole ecosystem of, of what exists for data for your business the bigger that ecosystem exists, the more complex it becomes to manage it. And that's where we see a lot of success working from the executives to like, we start with the executives, talk with them about how do you measure the performance of your business? How do you even know it's working? And that, and we listen to them try to regurgitate what performance is. And we kind of write that down. And then we go to the technical side of the house and we ask them kind of the same question and and we see that there's often very different responses but we can kind of play that fabric in the middle to tie what the executives are expecting and then what the analysts are willing to build and the data inside the middle is a lot of what our business manages so we manage getting the data into a single system transforming it so that it can cross different boundaries such as a marketing team and a sales team and getting all their data into one system and then talking to each other. And that's, so we have a platform, we have technologies and we have people that help support that single focus. And then the output, Derek, if I'm not mistaken, is a really nicely customized dashboard so they can see the numbers and then analytics Odyssey helps them interpret those numbers so they can then make the decisions they need to make. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reporting's pretty, pretty central to what people need to use their data for. Everybody uses reports. And and I think that's gonna be one of our key differentiators as we grow, is our reporting just automatically creates based off of the data that we're managing. Love it. Is it in real time too? Yeah. Yeah, which there's just a huge, there's a lot of just time spent building these custom reports just manually. And so we've kind of found a way to get around that and automate it. So onboarding a new customer, you're automating that process so you don't have to do a bunch of work in the back end and it's not super expensive for you to bring a new customer on now. Yeah, yeah, we want to bring on, I mean, customer after customer and then have what they do in the tool be the thing that like keeps their data managed and, and really let the platform become the data analyst for that organization. But I, I mean, we're not there yet. We're like this, I know what it takes to build a really good data platform. And, you know, I think we've got a couple of years of just great development ahead of us and just meeting the needs of customers along the way. So right now you're doing the uh-huh. analytics as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you want to get to a point that it's more automated. Yeah, yeah, well, so we have the automated way, but it's not, I mean, 
think of how much data is out there. Think of the different types of companies and what their data looks like. That's where we want to get more uh, robust is that we can just cover the spread of different businesses. Right now, we're, we're working with the business to see kind of what data they have, work to get access at it. But the structure of their data, we know what to do with. and We know the methodology of, of where we go from there. And that's really what we've built the product to be able to scale to any business that we need. And then we're focusing on the scalability of, of just that velocity of implementation and, and kind of them being able to service it themselves. Yeah. Interesting. Building it with kind of so, their, their future in okay. mind so they don't have to start over again yeah. with their data initiatives. And it is cool because it, it really could apply to a lot of different industries, like you were saying earlier. Those mm -hmm. that have the most data are the biggest candidates for what Analytics Odyssey can do right now. Yeah, like... I see it's pretty valuable to measure like revenue and, yeah. pro and profit. And so it, so like if we have to measure profit, what business measures profit the best or what industry yeah. is the best to measure profit in? That's what we like. You have to kind of think that it's just numbers. Data is it's mm -hmm. like literally I, I don't care about what the number is, to be honest. It, uh, they do the same thing yeah. wherever they're at. So. So you're here on the Midnight Founders podcast, right? What makes both of you, Derek and Dono, Midnight Founders? What do you guys find yourself up at midnight doing? At midnight? Yeah. It doesn't have to Are be Are you sure? Or, or you sure you, you want to know what we're doing at midnight? 3 a.m. <laughs> as it relates to the business, Derek. As it relates so to So not the every business. midnight, just <laughs> yeah. the occasional midnight when work's calling. In the parameter of the professional <laughs> oh, relationship okay. you guys have here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what? I would say typically find Derek heads down running some query. <laughs> That's what I... At midnight, you would yeah. see me doing that, right? Math is is my thing. That's you know, amazing. I, I grew up, like, I would do the multiplication in my head at night for fun. That was what I would do for fun. And so even in college, I would cram before tests, and that would be the only time I did things. Like, I wouldn't take notes. I wouldn't... Do work. You're one of those college students I hated because I worked so hard and they, it, for them, it came so easy. Yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> yeah. A lot of guy, people think sure. to me like that my life is just, it comes easy, you know? And, and for me, I like the, the root. I like, I'm a big man on routine and I like to push. I like to be better. I like to always be better at, at what I do. And then I get bored at what my routine is. So I'm constantly changing my routine, but I love routine. So I've got all of these different habits, all of these skills that I've acquired over years. And it's just this thing of, I love what I'm doing all the time. And it's a routine that I'm doing it. And then I'm constantly trying to master that thing. Like it extends to pickleball, <laughs> ping pong, golf, <laughs> lifting weights, working out, uh, doing math, owning a business, uh, becoming, I had to learn how to become a developer just mm -hmm. to get the business off of the ground and, yeah. and kind of, of soak that in for many hats. 
yeah. couple yeah. of years. <laughs> yeah. So that's just, that's what's kept me in that mindset or that founder's mindset is just is knowing what I, what my role is and what I'm doing and, and knowing that I'm doing it because I got myself here and really just mm. constantly pushing to be better. I love that idea of constant improvement and, uh, so, and we've never talked about this with anybody, but what are some of the habits or what are some things that you do that you think are helpful, um, yeah. that would be helpful for others as well? I never stop learning and I never stop teaching. So you listen into books or you, what do you, what do you do to keep learning? Googling everything. I Google everything. Okay. I got my job. I don't think I would be able to perform at if I didn't have a good Google search. Yeah, how did they used to do videos? it back in the old yeah. days, right? Before yeah. YouTube. Textbooks. You <laughs> I know, but <laughs> the library. So long, right? You had to be really good at reading the table of contents. Live in the library almost? Man, yeah. That would be hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, we're big into the gym. So we, we like our daily routine of get it, get it done in the morning kind of for ourselves. Uh, and I think that extends to just how hard we work with everything, right? That's the hardest we work throughout the day. Everything else seems easy, and it's still pretty hard work after that. So um, I think that's been a good routine for us. I, I carry a motto called the campsite cleanup rule with pretty much my work and what, we, what I do. If, if I do something the second time, I make sure I take a little time to do it better because uh, it doesn't actually take that much time while you're in, in it. And yeah. So expound on that, the campsite cleanup. I want to know more about Okay, that. well. Maybe Donald has a good thought about Consistency? Well, about consistency? It, so I run a bunch of development teams. And if you don't establish, like, what is good and what is bad, you get people that will write code that looks like maybe a third grader wrote it rather than seventh grader code. So you have to kind of teach how do you become a better developer through your coding mm -hmm. practices. And that, that usually takes a few slaps on their wrist as they're building code to say, that looks sloppy. Could you put some more comments into what you're doing there? Or could you take a little bit of extra time to make that look cleaner? You know, and that is what I was kind of taught as I was learning and learned as a good practice. And it's been really good just throughout the business to take time in the, the routine to make it a little bit better to improve things. So taking ownership and being proud of the product that you're creating at yeah. all levels product. Yeah. It, yeah. Your, your skill set, the people that are surrounded by you day to day, your children, like the whole thing is just take the time to make it better. So Dono, he's always constantly excelling. It sounds like right? pretty much he likes, he likes to be the winner. <laughs> he is actually a twin and oh, I, feel, I, didn't know that. I feel like that's oh, kind of given him the older twin or the that twin? advantage i am the older twin that, and so he has this all, I, always yeah. competitive I'm i need to one twin. up oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, i'm the smaller twin so he's always like striving he's always competing he's always trying to yeah. be better i've seen that between twins before and it's a thing yeah right? for sure and my brother he's a doctor so oh, like okay. he's a different type of mind, mindset yeah. i guess yeah and it was just yeah. different growing up but we always kind of like to push each other so it, cool yeah so. 
So this has been really cool. Um, we probably need to start wrapping up, but what, what's next for Analytics Odyssey? And, and if people want to know more, where do they find you? Well, they can go to analyticsodyssey.com. Perfect. Yep. Uh, the, like next for us, we're really breaking into the, the SaaS product space and being, becoming a product for people that need to use their data within their organization. And, yeah. and we're driving on the technology that we develop to be able to, to support our customers for that purpose. Cool. We, Donald, from your perspective? We hope to have some large growth soon in the next little while as we, we have some big You're saying revenue, revenue come ramping on. Ramping up, yeah. Yep, yep. So um, things have definitely started to ramp up. So it's it's been exciting and yeah. stressful all at the same time. But um, yeah, I'm just ready for whatever kind of ride is next. Cool. kind of how it feels. Yep. Well, it was nice to get to know you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for coming. As well. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah.